Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. Well, hello, you fabulous interior design professional. Good morning. It's morning here, and I'm just waking up. And the very first thing I did today, besides make myself a cup of coffee, was to listen to this episode recorded a few months ago with a BOD boss member, Helen Austin, who is not from Austin, but lives in two different cities, and you will hear her talk about that. Helen's story is special, but not unique. We've had other members who started in a previous business before turning to interior design. But I say it's special because Helen came in and found Business of Design, and she already knew she loved organization and systems because she ran an organization company. She did organizing for clients, and she wanted more. And when she heard the business of design was literally built around organizing your business so you can run projects in a linear fashion, she thought, hmm, I think I will try this out. She's special because she didn't just try it out. She took a course, a program, a video program, and implemented it. And from day one, ran her business in this organized linear fashion. She didn't have to unlearn a lot of bad habits. She didn't have to hit the wall convincing herself she didn't need the systems. She just dove right in. And that is special. It's not unique. We've had other BOD members dive right in. We've even had members dive in who have been doing this for many years, who just realized this is never going to work the way I'm doing it. So they threw everything aside and tried something new. But Cheryl and I talk about this all the time. If you are just starting out and you're wondering, gosh, do I need this? The answer is, oh my gosh, the sooner the better. If I had only known then what I know now, right? I love this conversation because Helen gives very practical insights and advice on how to get moving in a new pattern, building a new habit in a new way. She also has a background in psychology, so she talks about the science of how we are literally wired to repeat patterns, and some of those patterns aren't good. And for those of you who are terrified of systems like I think I was initially, it sounded like it was going to make me a robot. Um, Alan shares that we all have systems, and one simple system is when you come in the door at night, you have a system for where you put your keys. Some people put it in a bowl in the foyer and they always know where it is or the foyer, depending on where you live or the entranceway. And some people put it in their purse and some people's system is to lay it wherever the first place they land is in their house. So they might go to the bedroom first and change clothes or they might go to the kitchen because they're thirsty. So you do have a system. You're just, 
You're just so used to it, you're not aware of it. And that is the beauty of systems. You become so used to it. It's the way you do it every single time. You're no longer aware of it. And when you're not aware of it, you're on autopilot. And being on autopilot with the 80% of your business that is the business is wonderful because with the remaining 20%, you can be as creative and liberated and free and experimental as you want and your clients will allow. You'll have time for it. Not only will you have time for it, you'll have the mental space for it. So organizing your business, just like organizing your life at the end of the day, is really going to save you from chaos and from lackluster profits, which is too frequently the story with the interior design professionals we meet. I'm excited for you to get into this episode. I know you're going to learn things from Helen and you're going to really enjoy her wisdom and her advice. And I hope you'll implement what you hear. And I hope you'll come and join Business of Design finally and stop just picking up tidbits on the podcast. Let's do this. This could be, in fact, your best year ever. And we want that for you. We want to be part of your success story. Our mission is literally to change the design industry one business at a time. Let's make it yours. Thanks so much for being here, everyone. And I'm so glad this woman is here too. Cheryl Horn, I know we've been busy. What's happening at Business of Design? Well, January and February were very busy months for getting out there and participating in some of these large industry events, getting to meet so many designers face-to-face. And it's it's always great. The emails that I receive afterwards, there's so much motivation. People were so excited to hear you speak. And, you know, you're telling their story, you're answering their, their questions, and there's always so much motivation. So when we do follow up after the event, it's always like, so now what? What have you changed in your business since hearing Kimberly speak? Motivation is great. Feeling like you're not alone is great. But what are you taking away from that that you're actually implementing in your business? So I do also get a lot of questions about membership. And it's the same thing there. You can't just learn the systems, you need to implement them. But I did want to touch on um, the BOD programs that you gain access to when you're a member so that you can really uh, move your business forward and you know build off that momentum from hearing Kimberly speak live. If you didn't get to participate in one of the events we've already done, uh, we will be at High Point on April 24th. So hopefully you can join us there. But As a member, you're going to gain instant access to the BOD 15-step project management strategy, which is usually what our listeners are looking for first because they hear us talk about it so much on the podcast. But that is an exact blueprint for running your projects from start to finish. And it's really broken down. It's about a 20-hour program, uh, but that that doesn't include the time to implement. So I get that question a lot. How long is the program? Um, And while it's 20 hours, that part doesn't really matter because it's the time you need to dedicate to implement it in your business. Uh, Another question I've been getting a lot lately is what forms and templates are included. And I always say it's, you know, too long of a list uh, to actually create, but all of the forms and templates that you need to implement the systems we teach are included. And that's right from the consultation summary Uh, worksheets, purchase orders, right down to the forms Kimberly uses to hire cleaners and movers on the job site. Uh, It really is that thorough. 
So you're going to gain instant access to that program. And then in addition to that, we have six other foundational programs that make up the BOD business model from how to get paid, which is logging, billing, and collecting for your billable hours. That's a really important one, as well as our pricing model. You know, the double dipping conversation goes back so far, and it's one that we don't get as often anymore, which is really amazing because you shouldn't just be charging for your time. Your time is limited. And while that's the most valuable resource that you have, you only have so much of it. Again, business of design business model is six additional programs in addition to the BOD 15 that you gain instant access to when you become a member. So following live events, there's always a bit of a spike with those common questions that I get. Uh, So I just assuming that, you know, a lot of our attendees from those events are listening in. Uh, If I didn't get to speak with you one-on-one at one of those events, uh, I wanted to make that information available to you here. But of course, uh, head to the website businessofdesign.com and click on programs to learn more about uh, everything here. And again, implement, even if it's what you heard Kimberly talk about at one of these live events, if nothing has changed since you heard Kimberly speak, take a moment and think about that. What is it that got you motivated? And you know, really take that next step and make that change in your business so that next time you get to join us live, uh, I would love to hear about what what has changed for you in your business, um, because you are not alone, and we are so proud to be surrounded by so many amazing designers in our community, and uh, the success stories that we get are really amazing, so we'd love for you to be one of them. Uh, please join us at businessofdesign.com. Thanks so much. Helen, it's great to see you. It's great to be back. You mocked the view outside my window. Tell everybody what the view outside my window right now is. It's a lot of snow. I just don't like winter. I, you know, no, I hear you. It is, but it's the right time of year for snow. It's just about the holiday time or it's almost Christmas. And uh, my daughter's coming in from LA. So we need, we need snow right now, but come like February, I'm done with that. I'm over it. But the world is not, you know, the climate's not over it. So true. So true. We are going to talk about a topic that I just am super excited about today, which is how so many designers feel overwhelmed and what the solution to overwhelm is. Overwhelm is not an inevitable state for you if you are an interior design professional, is it, Helen? It is not, but it's not unusual. <laughs> right? It's, I, yeah, it's a refrain of mine from time to time. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. And it's actually not very helpful to even say it. I don't know if I think sometimes it is helpful to state what if you feel like you are occasionally to kind of state it out loud from a therapeutic standpoint. It doesn't hurt to say, yes, I'm overwhelmed. And here's what I can do about it. So that's kind of what, you know, I can share with you today from my uh, professional organizing background, that the reality of being overwhelmed um, is not unusual. You're not alone, but there are many things that can help you, especially business of design that can be 
a huge part of giving you uh, the systems that are going to be your magic bullet. They are that magic diet pill for your business. <laughs> I love that. Lose, I don't know if you don't lose weight on your on your um, business, but it is a magic bullet to really make a huge difference um, in your business and your life. Well, thank you for that. You know, unpaid endorsement. By the way, <laughs> that's amazing. I f- I feel like I lost a lot of fat in my brain by implementing all the systems, right? So in that sense, the weight of the world came off my shoulders, but my thighs remained solidly in place. We can't help you with that, but I think it's enough if we can help people with overwhelm because that is a state that doesn't feel good. And I find often when I get to that state of overwhelm, I kind of get myself into a knot and I'm not in a good place to even make smart decisions or even take new action because of that constricted feeling of being overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, overwhelm is a form of dysregulation. So I also have a master's degree in counseling. So just from a little side point, you know, um, when we are in overwhelm or any dysregulation, we don't make sound decisions. We aren't going to be able to follow through on yeah, or make new um, plans or have really good ideas. So that's why systems basically become this, it's a chain of actions or um, a chain of behaviors that we do in response to something for something. So from like, if I draw it back to, you know, regular stuff, because everyone's familiar with organizing stuff. So when you come home from work um, and you walk into your door, you actually have a system of habits that you do where your keys land, where your purse lands, where your stuff goes. Now, sometimes it's not the most functional system, but it is a system, right. but it's not often not functional because it's not well thought of on the front end. So as an organizer, when we would get to come into someone's house, um, right when they move in, we could create systems fresh and new without having to break old bad habits. And so that's the best way that I can kind of explain when, like for when I began working with business of designs, 15, um, steps, I'm as new. So it was really easy for me, easy in the sense of able to adopt it all because I didn't have I hadn't lived in that house forever and done all those things that weren't helpful before. And so when you're coming into a new space and able to do that, it's a lot easier. But when you have old habits, it can be really, really overwhelming. Plus, then you're lost in the land of, well, what should I do? And where do I start? And then it becomes a whole different type of overwhelm. And then we just go watch Netflix and eat Haagen-Dazs instead. (laughs) You know what? It's so true. We meet designers who are brand new, just starting out, and they implement everything and they're off at the races and they're running powerful businesses in two years. We meet designers who've been doing it for 20 years and they want desperately to have a different business and a different experience of running a business, but it is so hard to let go of those well-worn habits that are just a rut. You're just in a groove of always throwing your keys down in the wrong place. Absolutely. And our brains are wired for pattern. So we're going to easily fall back into those patterns. It is really hard to break bad habits. And so just if I can say anything to release people from feeling bad about maybe feeling like their business is pretty disorganized or things feel just way too overwhelming, that you're totally not alone. Um, It is not unusual. Plus, as a creative field, 
there is a tendency to be more disorganized. I, all of my creative clients that I had in the past who were crafters or they were in create really creative work were very disorganized. And the way that I saw it was that they have so many ways of coming up with ideas for different things. When you're creative, there's so many different ways you can do this, so many ways to do that, you know, and then there's a squirrel over there and you're, you're focused over there. So your attention's always waning. You have too many ideas. And then you're like, well, we're, what do I do? We're back to Netflix and eating Haagen-Dazs. So this is why systems are so important that we have to be intentional. It's not always fun. Like it's really not fun to create file systems, but it is really fun to not be miserable when you're searching for something when you really need it. That is so true. Hold tight one sec. No, I forget. Um, things that are like, what was I? Maybe it's not going to ding. Maybe I'll just say. Forgive all the dinging. I need a new system for turning my, there you go, right? I need a new system for turning off texts when I'm on a podcast. I just, I, I like <laughs> sort of, short of submerging my phone in water, I can't seem to make it be quiet. You know, anyway, I apologize for that. But you, okay, so, the first thing that comes to mind is when you're in that situation where you're overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, you don't know where to start. And it's really hard to get that positive feedback loop of job well done if you don't get at least one system implemented. So where would you say, knowing what you know now about the business of design 15 step project management strategy and running a design firm, and where would you say is a good place for people to start in terms of implementing so they can see a result? and then build on that. They need to do what you say. I'm incredibly critical of when it comes to organizing stuff. And I have never heard your guys' suggestions um, be something that I'm like, well, that won't work. Um, so you guys have mentioned many, you say it many times in your videos, you've said it on your podcast that you take one step and you implement it and you go to the next step and you implement it. And you could probably maybe like maybe, you know, the, the first phase one might be something you could do all together, but the other ones, you just got to take it in really small bites. Um, when we could take it back to spaces, if we just tackle like literally one drawer versus going into your whole closet and fixing your closet, it's much easier to do. But if we, you know, you, when you're hemorrhaging, you feel like you just need to go in and like put out the fire or stop the bleeding. But the reality is it just takes time. So if you don't have the ability to like put your business on like pause for a week or two, you're going to have to find a way to schedule the time and then figure out, you know, that step-by-step where to implement this little bit by bit and just keep on going forward. And it's okay. It's going to take time because it is a lot. Those 15 steps, it's a lot, but it's a lot because this industry is really complicated because you need all 15 steps. So just take it little pieces at a time. And truthfully, I found once I did get a something implemented, I didn't, I didn't have a name for them as I started creating them and using them. But once I saw that a system made something easier and everybody on my team saw it too, we all said, huh, I wonder what the next system could be. What's the next Mm -hmm. system? And sometimes I also say to people, create a system for the area that causes you the most 
pain. And for many designers, it's money. Everything to do with money, how they bill, how they talk about money, how they collect money, how they log hours or don't log hours. Those are the intensive pain points. And if you can clean some of those up, you begin to have a feeling of empowerment. I can do this. This can be different. Absolutely. I completely agree with what you just said. That makes a lot of sense. When you're talking to somebody who's in your organizing life, because I don't know if maybe I will say this (laughs) off the top of the show, but Helen started in the organizing business. You're dealing with a homeowner and they are, they're not hoarders, but you know, they're on the brink of something like that. How do you get them to see the merit of making these changes and getting into better habits? And do do we ever succeed in breaking old habits? How often do we succeed in breaking those old habits? You totally do. Once someone actually calls an organizer, they're ready for change because just to call and admit that is actually pretty hard to do. So that in and of itself, um, but you can definitely change. It's just kind of finding the support to do it. And once again, I mean, you did not ask me to like push how great business of design is. (laughs) That is really like, you are like my Bible. Um, so if you want to solve the problems of your business, really, it is a matter of, you know, adopting the systems that you guys have created and know that they work. Right. Um, but when, you know, you feel like you're suffering and you feel like things are really bad, um, I think it's also great because you're going to get the community support to know that other people have adopted these and they totally do. They, they work, um, they work. And now a word from our sponsors at Daniel House Club. Hey, you design pro, I've got a few questions for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by countless vendor logins, sourcing from too many links, and tracking order statuses across multiple projects? Well, Daniel House Club is here to help. Because they're founded by designers like you and have faced the same issues you do, they work to offer the most streamlined process to manage your projects, orders, and delivery statuses all in one place with one login. Daniel House Club is redefining the design business with the industry's lowest trade pricing and flat rate shipping across top vendors like Eichholz, Theodore Alexander, Curry & Co., Forehands, and more. Discover a better way to take control of your business with Daniel House Club. Join as a Pro Plus member today and get 50% off your membership at danielhouse.club BOD. With proven experience, Daniel House Club has strategies in place to serve design teams of every size so you can take control of your business. You also want to take time to assess how well something is working once you've implemented it, right? Because if you don't do that, that was my biggest problem. I would make a change and then I didn't have time to think about whether or not the change was effective. And before you know it, I built another bad habit. Absolutely. One of the things I see a lot is that people dabble in a system, like they put their toe in and they're like, oh, there's another one over there. And then they put their toe in there and they're like, well, then they did, that one didn't work, but you didn't really give a shot. 
Like you really do need to put in some time, let apply it. And in this, I would say you need at least six months to really know if something is working or not, maybe longer, depending on what it is, Hmm. but you do have to put in that time, commit to it. So if, if you're doing, you know, business design, 15 steps, do it. Like, don't just put a toe in and be like, well, you know, or pick through it. Um, you really need to commit to one system. And this is true throughout life. This is not just business. You really have to find something. Nothing's going to probably be perfect. Perfect. I feel like what you're doing is pretty darn close, but there are, there's not going to be the perfect thing. And you're always going to find little gaps because we're all creative. We're entrepreneurial, you know, but just know just commit to something and just having a system and a plan makes all the difference. I know what I wanted to say before all my text beeps started happening. Um, I really had to block time in my calendar. So it was two or three days a week where I'd spend an hour. And during that one hour, all I could do was figure out a system for something, anything. It didn't matter. And some systems were relatively easy. You could kind of get them done in an hour. And other systems took, you know, months and months and months of heartache uh, because I didn't have a roadmap. But the point is I had that time dedicated to doing that implementation. And you guys know, you've heard me talk about the E-Myth a million times, Michael Gerber's book, which changed my life. Basically, without systems to run your business, your business is going to fail. There's no way around it. I finally became convinced of that. And then those little things I implemented that got better, oh man, that just motivated me for more and more and more systems. I'm still looking for more systems. Yeah. I feel like it's a way of life. It kind <laughs> of is always changing and evolving. Right. So it's like a living document. Like it is not just like, this is how it is. And we stick with this forever. Sadly, especially in business, when it comes to marketing, advertising, it's always changing. So you kind of got to have the flexibility to kind of, you know, have those times of assessment and times where then you can implement, you know, maybe updates as you go. Yeah. Which but we're rewriting the business of design books and they are there. We're just throwing out the first ones because so much has changed. It's got to be new and it's got to be different. It's got to be in line with everything we've learned since 2004, which is a lot because now we have all of you wise designers out in the world trying things too and saying this works and that doesn't. It, you made me laugh because it does become a way of life. Recently, I was driving with my husband and we stopped at Starbucks and we got coffees and he put his cup down in my cup holder. And then I had to explain to him that, well, no, when you're the driver, you have to use this cup holder. But if you're the passenger, you use this cup holder. He goes, oh, that's like a rule. I'm like, that's a protocol. And that is going to save our marriage. The more protocols, the happier we're going to be. And so now he just teases me about everything. What's the protocol for like the dishes? What's the protocol for... Anyway, it does become kind of a way of life and everything gets a bit easier. I'm not overwhelmed as much. Exactly. And so if all of you envy, you know, us type A's, which compulsively live like that, where that's how we exert control over our environment. That is, that's how I live, but it does work out well to some extent in other areas of my life because, you know, naturally pretty organized in that sense. Yeah. It is harder for people who are truly, I don't actually think of myself as being super creative. I'm much more type A than whatever the 
type is that's super cre- creative. That must be a type C because it stands for creative. That's type C? <laughs> type C. <laughs> I think type we can be a mixture of both. I I'm don't a like little that. creative. But... I think we're, obviously, if you're in this industry, you really actually are. And to own your own business, you are creative because that in and of itself takes some like creative risk because people who don't take risks true. definitely don't start a business. <gasps> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always end up feeling like I want to hire you to be my shrink. <laughs> Whenever we have a conversation, I'm like, can I tell you, you about this that. thing that happened? No, but I do. I do. Oh, broad and simple. What does that mean? How can we get okay, into so that? A rule that, and this applies especially to paper, but it can apply to so many other things when it comes to organizing or creating a system. So broad and simple is the rule. Um, and so the best way I can describe this is with paper, which who, you know, loves paper or who loves cat making, you know, naming conventions for the file categories, you know, on your data. So what it means is that we want to create broad categories first. So in a, in a, like a filing system, we're going to use a whole, like personal example, because it's just easier at the moment. Um, you know, you have, uh, insurance, um, and insurance should not be broken down into its own little file for like car insurance, life insurance. No, it's just insurance. So we start with a really broad category and you work with that until you feel like it's just getting too full or too crazy because what you do is you overcomplicate things. So this is kind of like the naming convention thing, which is a little easier on a computer because you can search terms, but in paper what land is really important. So whenever you're thinking of categorization, which is a part of a system creation, you want to keep things broad at first. And then when it feels like it's getting too full, then you create one more breakdown from it. But don't over, you know, make things over complicated. I think we do that a lot um, in systems that we create. So we want to keep them broad at first and then kind of narrow them down over time if needed. A lot of times it's not needed. That completely makes sense to me. What advice do you have to give to that designer who's listening right now, who's been doing it a really long time? Because I know the ones who are new, they just jump in with both feet and they implement and there's no unlearning to do. But the ones who've been doing it a long time who are constantly telling themselves, I'm going to really get get it together next year. As soon as the holidays are over, then I'm really going to get it together. And those, by the way, are the same people who are saying, I'm going to give myself a raise. I'm going to, you know, all those things go with it. What would you say to that person listening? Take the time to plan your top three, you know, pain points and then come up with a plan for how you're going to meet whatever that need is or make that change. And then you break that into really small pieces. So sometimes these overwhelming things um, are hard because we can't look at them um, objectively. We're in the moment. It's really overwhelming. We don't know what to do. So if you can step out and treat, treat it like strategic planning, I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else who comes out of like, that's like more nonprofit kind of stuff, but where you're able to kind of look back and assess what you actually need to do and just break it into really small pieces. It is hard. It will be hard. And I don't know if that's helpful or not, but 
I can tell you it will be hard. We are designed to be very habitual, pattern-seeking. Our brains are wired that way. So when we are creating new systems and habits, it is breaking, you know, we're breaking things that are kind of hard to do. And that's why small and just one at a time really is important because if we try to do this big thing at once, you're going to just feel like it doesn't work, which that may not be the reality of whatever you're actually working with. It may just be that you tried to do too much at once. Yeah. And I also find sometimes people will say, yeah, maybe I'll try this system that you're proposing, Kimberly, or BOD. I'll, I'll try it, but I, I don't think it's going to work for me. So I'm going to make a few changes. What I would say is try it exactly as written. And after you see how it works, then if you need to make a change, make a change, but probably you won't need to. <laughs> you know, when we really hit a system where enough people tell us they made a change, we change the system a little bit. We tweak it a little bit. So at least, you know, try it the way it's prescribed. Take your medication. Well, you know, you guys are experts in in the industry of what the system should be to run a design business. So I don't go to my doctor, which some people probably do, but you don't go to your doctor and go, well, you know, I read this. And so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take cinnamon instead of taking an antibiotic or something like that. Hopefully you don't do that. Most of us don't. We say, oh, you're the expert. This, you've studied this, you know, you have spent time figuring out what is going to make me better. You guys have done the exact same thing. And there's years that you've been doing this, what you said, 2004. Yes. A really long time. I'm 107 like, years old. Yeah. <laughs> I look pretty so, good for 107. <laughs> but really, I mean, so from my standpoint, if you're going to go to an expert who knows what they're doing, you have tested and you refine it constantly, you are quick to admit, you know, if there's anything that's not working great or you're not sure, which there haven't been really much of that, but I know over the years there has been when you talk about, you know, things that you have adjusted over time. That tells me that you know what you are doing. And I've also watched how you surround yourself with the right people that help you when you don't know what to do with something. Or, or how to solve a problem, you're resourceful. And that's kind of what, for myself, I feel like that's what I've always been good at, be resourceful. Being resourceful, finding business of design is huge. And you guys are the experts, so just do it. Like, I don't know why you would follow or do anything else other than out of sheer stubbornness or just because that's the way you've always done it and it's easier, it's familiar, you know? If it's your, it could be your old trash bag. People do this like a therapeutic thing where people have like their own trash. It's in this bag, they keep it close to their body. It's warm, it's familiar because it's their trash, you know, but you keep it there, but it's still trash. So we don't want those things attached to us. It's time to go ahead and dispose of it and adopt what's new and healthy. Oh my gosh. So you can tell why this woman is a BOD boss member. How's boss going? really great. Oh my gosh. I seriously, I can't believe that I get to be a part of such an incredible group of women. It's really amazing. I'm super jealous. I want to be in a boss group, but I'm not in a boss group, but I kind of, I hang her on. I'm like that, that person at a party. She's here again. She's still here. That woman. (laughs) You're our third wheel, you know, but we'll let you hang out. (laughs) Oh my God. I learned so much from you guys. Thank you so much. You know, we end every episode with design intervention. You've already given us so much. What else is left in the hopper? 
if anything, I just want to say it's okay if you feel disorganized and overwhelmed. This industry is really complicated. Even when I first came into it, I was like, whoa. And that's when I found business of design. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. I really don't know if I'd still be doing it. So if you feel overwhelmed um, in business in general, just in the flux of, you know, busyness and then not like feast or famine. It's just business, but it's still stressful. And we just all ride it out, but don't ride it out alone. Preferably, you know, maybe you want to get a part of a boss group as well. I feel so lucky to be a part of other women where I can be like, Hey, are you guys having this? Or, you know, what's, you know, what have you guys done before? I can't tell you how amazing it is to get to be a part of that as you ride this business journey. It is so hard if you don't know who to ask advice of, right? Because when I started out, I would ask advice of anybody who would listen, any designer. And unfortunately, they weren't running profitable, thriving businesses. And so the advice I got was not the advice that was going to get me where I needed to go. So it is important who you're hanging around with and who you are getting the goods from. That's really true. So, you know, before you take someone's advice, make sure they're running the kind of business you want to run. Exactly. You know, last time I was on your podcast, I mentioned that I had tried to reach out to some of the designers in my Kansas City um, area because I'm in two cities. And um, I actually got a message from another designer in Kansas City. And she's like, I kind of noticed the same thing. You want to go have lunch? And we had the best time. So I have at least one other designer in my own city that I connected with now. But and also just everyone know there's enough business for everyone. We're all different and special in our own ways and we connect with certain clients differently, like we all should work together more. We really should. Oh, that's so nice. I love that. Thank you so, so much. Where are you right now? Which one of you? I'm in Kansas City at the moment. Okay. Yeah. We're the two city women. (laughs) Yes. Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field-tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.